the Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast, Episode 20. The Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast. It won't make your love life better. It won't make you more successful financially. And it won't make your gloomy man cave look any more interesting than your athlete's foot. But if you listen carefully, you might just end up a better person. And, maybe, those other things will follow. Or not. Whatever. And now, the Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast. This episode of the Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast will look at what we fear. Not collectively, of course, because we don't all fear clowns, for instance. But we should, just saying. But we're going to have to tackle what fear is first. Some think it's the opposite of courage or bravery. But fear has to exist first for those to become reality. So they're more yin-yang than that. And we have to make it a bit of a distinction between fear and anxiety as well. Anxiety, unlike fear, does not have the substance of your fear in front of you right now. It's more forward-looking than that and, and more intangible. And that's the problem for many. But We'll work on this together. First, let's get to a definition. Fear is defined as an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. Because we're also talking about anxiety, let's talk about the American Psychological Association, which defines that as an emotion characterized by feelings of tension, worried thoughts, or physical changes like increased blood pressure. So the key is that fear has a specific subject attached to it and is temporal in that it is in the present. So fear the evil clown outside your window or fear driving that exploding 70s Ford Pinto or not. Now, let's move on to some quotations for perspective. Our first quotation comes from James Douglas Morrison, Jim Morrison for most of us, who was an American singer and songwriter and who was lead vocalist for the band The Doors, of course. Morrison was found dead in his apartment at 27 years old, we think, according to reports, or something. Anyway, not important. His words of wisdom are, expose yourself to your deepest fear. After that, fear has no power and the fear of freedom shrinks and vanishes. You are free. So the important takeaway here is facing your fears to give them less power. And we will talk about that a little bit later. Our next quotation comes from Lee Bardugo, who is an Israeli-American fantasy author and one-time vocalist for the once semi-active pop band Captain Automatic. She is best known for her young adult Grishaverse novels, which include the Six Crows duology, among many other titles. She said, Fear is a phoenix. You can watch it burn a thousand times, and still it will return. This is the truth about much of what we experience as part of the human condition. We accept things, and then when we don't confront these, these things, or we don't change these things, they come back. Just like using, you know, duct tape to fix your stupid headlight lens, for example. Don't don't judge me. Finally, we have Daniel Gerhard Brown, known to us as Dan Brown, who is an American author best known for his thriller novels, including the Robert Langdon novels Angel and Demons and The Da Vinci Code, among others. Although Brown takes extreme and gratuitous liberties with what I like to call actual truth, 
concerning history, religion, and Illuminati, he did apparently piss off many far-right Christians, so because of that, I'll forgive him, like this time. He said, Men go to far greater lengths to avoid what they fear than to obtain what they desire. Although it sounds a bit too much like some smarmy motivational poster, he's right in that if you, you, if you change your mindset, you can adjust how you live with your fear. So let's get started. So why are we talking about fear in the first place? There are actually two reasons. The first is that there are many people who are living with actual fear or anxiety, and that can cause a great deal of damage both emotionally and physically. The second is that many of us have fears that really aren't fears at all. We just call them that. FOMO, the fear of missing out, is among them, but there are many others, like imposter syndrome, that fit this same category. These are not actual fears, but by defining them as such and then living with them, we create a situation where we start to believe them to be actual fears. And as a result, our bodies and minds start to react in much the same way. But, but wait, it, it gets worse. Fear just like anger from my last episode, is a subconscious response that triggers our fight-or-flight reactions, which is good when you're faced with, say, a horde of angry, rabid vampire weasels, but not so good if you think you're going to miss an episode of Murder, She Wrote. Either way, your body and mind will react to that perceived threat and will change accordingly, whether it's real or just perceived. But if it's not a real fear... We may also have a sense of shame that we did this to ourselves for really no reason. In an article titled The Self-Perpetuating Cycle of Shame and Self-Injury by Nina Vitnicia Gunnarsson, published by the Humanity and Society Journal, we read that there is always the likelihood that shame leads to more shame and that leads to self-injury, but also the opposite, that self-injury eventually also triggers more shame and so on. It's this self-perpetuating cycle that we need to avoid. Well, that and, you know, licorice ice cream. I mean, who thought that was a good idea? It's important here to distinguish what we're talking about from the very real world of phobias. Phobias are actually defined as an overwhelming and irrational fear of objects or situations that pose little real danger, but provoke anxiety and avoidance. But it's important to know that the irrationality is not necessarily self-inflicted, and we can generally function well even if we have phobias. If that's not true for you, in that your phobia is stopping you from functioning in your day-to-day -day life, you really should seek professional guidance, because some pretend life coach can never help you with that. However, we all seem to have a much better grasp on phobias than we do on, say, FOMO or other contrived fears. So let's take a look at those for a minute. We'll start with FOMO, the fear of missing out, because it has fear right in its name. It has been established over time that FOMO is a phenomenon that makes us believe that others are having more fun or living better lives than we are. Confusingly, FOMO causes some users to feel regret before an event or a moment on social media has even happened. 
I mentioned social media here on purpose because the various platforms have, for the first time in human history, given us the ability to know when something fun is happening just because you have a smart device. According to a study titled Negative Consequences from Heavy Social Networking in Adolescence, The Mediating Role of Fear of Missing Out, published in the Journal of Adolescence, this then leads to the development of negative consequences of maladaptive technology use in adolescence. But really, it's not just adolescence, is it? It's all of us. But as already stated, this is not an actual fear. It's a fear construct, but comes with all the negative health consequences that we get with chronic fear. So it's kind of like getting a punch in the head and a kick in the gut. Another take on the self-imposed fear structure is our never-ending self-doubt. Many people today work hard to get an education and work experience so they can get their dream job, if such a thing even exists. But once there, we fill our minds with the feeling that we're frauds and should never have gotten the position in the first place. The imposter syndrome is so prevalent that a paper titled The Imposter Phenomenon, Recent Research Findings Regarding Dynamics, Personality and Family Patterns and Their Implications for Treatment, was published in 1993. Describing the phenomenon as a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their skills, talents, and accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. More recently, Dr. Carol Liebman, a Beverly Hills psychiatrist and author, posited someone with imposter syndrome has the all-encompassing fear of being found out to not have what it takes. There is that fear again, and as with FOMO, We made it up, yet we still feel the fear. So let's stop talking about the utter ridiculousness of these fears and look at what we can do to actually not miss out on life. The first thing that you can do is to identify and connect with what you fear. We talked about this at the beginning, but there's more to it than just the three words, face your fears. It's important to understand that fear and anxiety are actually storehouses of wisdom. They can tell you more about yourself than stupid ancestry DNA can. Well, so can astrology for that matter, but I digress. The key is to know yourself, understand why you fear what you fear, and take the time to realize that all of us have traits that we may not like about ourselves. You cannot alter your views and values if you don't understand how you got to where you are. But it's never too late to do that. Tap into that fear and anxiety and use it to learn more about yourself. Also, things like good health, physical and mental, are keys to a better life. Yes, healthy eating and exercise help, especially with anxiety, but it could help you work through your fears as well. Things like a good night's sleep and better physical health can actually make you stronger mentally, more aware of what you're doing or need to, and less likely to suffer from sickness or injuries that compound negative thoughts. And don't forget, your body's powerful ability to create endorphins when you exercise. These are powerful compounds that make you feel better, reduce stress, and even alleviate depression. It's like a miracle drug that you make on demand. Maybe you should try it. Go ahead. Uh, I'll wait. And finally, use humor 
to deflate your worst fears. There is a multitude of studies in the world that detail the many ways humor, laughter, and joking can help us live better lives. Laughter can increase oxygen in your body, and it can even help release those endorphins, and we just talked about that. But it can also improve your mood, relieve stress, improve your relationships, and long-term can release neuropeptides that further help fight stress and potentially more serious illnesses. So honestly, just take a step back and laugh at the world, at yourself, and especially at your fears, both real and made up. It's easier than battling that horde of rabid vampire weasels, am I right? Okay, so that's it for this episode. As always, I'll leave you with a disgruntled nugget in a second, but first I want to thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe to this podcast. I'm on all the major platforms. Please visit www.disgruntledlifecoach.ca for all my podcasts. Yes, www, blah, blah, blah. Please also follow me on Twitter at Life Disgruntled. There's a link on my website. DM me if you want some stickers. Like, seriously, free stickers. Also, if you like what you've heard today, tell your friends. If you think this is ridiculous, still, tell your friends. I mean, how hard is that? Disgruntled nugget. Helen Keller once said, that avoiding danger is no safer in the long run than outright exposure. The fearful are caught as often as the bold. More recently, the drug-addled brain of Hunter S. Thompson agreed with this sentiment when he said, there is no such thing as paranoia. Your worst fears can come true at any moment. But the 19th century writer Christian Nestel Bovee helps to contextualize this when he said, we fear things in proportion to our ignorance of them. So we need to not be paranoid because fear won't stop at our ignorance, whether we're bold or not, because bad things happen or something. I don't know. Whatever. Again, thanks for listening. And thanks also to Audionautics and Partners in Rhyme for music and sound effects. Thanks again to Neatnik for visuals. And thanks for your patience. See you in two weeks. Or not. Whatever. Whatever.